Welcome to Whatever is Lovely, a podcast with Yesame Nelson discussing theology, beauty, books, intentional living, and much, much more. May you be intrigued, engaged, delighted, and encouraged. Today on Reader's Minute, our selection is from the delightful and dearly beloved childhood classic, The House at Pooh Corner by A.A. Milne. Well, said Eeyore that afternoon, when he saw them walking up to his house, this is a surprise, am I asked too. Don't mind Eeyore, whispered Rabbit Pooh, I told him all about it this morning. Everybody said, how do you do, to Eeyore, and Eeyore said that he didn't, not to notice, and then they sat down, and as soon as they were all sitting down, Rabbit stood up again. We all know why we're here, he said, but I've asked my friend Eeyore. That's me, said Eeyore, grand. I've asked him to propose a resolution, and he sat down again. Now then, Eeyore, he said. Don't bustle me, said Eeyore getting up slowly. Don't now then me. He took a piece of paper from behind his ear and unfolded it. Nobody knows anything about this, he went on. This is a surprise. He coughed in an important way and began again. What knocks and et cetera's before I begin, or perhaps I should say before I end. I have a piece of poetry to read to you. Hitherto, hitherto. A long word meaning, well, you'll see what it means directly. Hitherto, as I was saying, all the poetry in the forest has been written by Pooh, a bear with a pleasing manner, but a positively startling lack of brain. The poem which I'm now about to read to you was written by Eeyore, or myself, in a quiet moment. If somebody will take Rue's bullseye away from him and wake up Owl, we shall all be able to enjoy it. I call it Poem. This was it. Christopher Robin is going. At least I think he is. Where? Nobody knows, but he is going. I mean, he goes. To rhyme with nose. Do we care? To rhyme with where? We do. Very much. I haven't got a rhyme for that is in the second line yet. Bother. Now I haven't got a rhyme for bother. Bother. Those two bothers will have to rhyme with each other. Bother. The fact is this is more difficult than I thought. I ought... Very good indeed. I ought to begin again, but it is easier to stop. Christopher Robin, goodbye. I... Ah, good. I and all your friends sends... I mean, all your friend send... Very awkward, this. It keeps going wrong. Well, anyhow, we send our love. End. If anybody wants to clap, said Eeyore when he had read this, now is the time to do it. They all clapped. Thank you, said Eeyore. Unexpected and gratifying, if a little lacking in smack. hope you enjoy that delightfully whimsical selection of reading today. And now to our main topic. Hey 
Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. Today I'm so excited to be starting a new series with you called A Life in Forward Motion. And I'll be sharing multiple episodes under this heading, but for today we'll be focusing in on this episode on the topic of the value of learning. And so what I'm going to be proposing through this episode is that it's a worthwhile pursuit to spend our free times and to intentionally carve life in our <laughs> to carve time in our lives to learn, to spend learning things. And I guess one could argue that we are always learning things. Even if I'm on social media, I'm learning that somebody just had ice cream at, you know, Ben and Jerry's. Do they have shops? I don't know. Or I'm learning that, you know, what's her name was at the pub shaking it up on Saturday night. And so just to be very clear, that is not the type of learning that I am discussing here. I do actually mean the type of learning of enriching our minds, um, of, you know, taking in information that is helpful and beneficial, that furthers our education, um, and yeah, I think that's a really valuable way to spend time, and I think that I can prove that biblically. I think that that's definitely seen in the Bible. Now, I'm not arguing here that spending time learning is demanded or commanded in the Bible, and I'm not arguing that it is the only beneficial way to spend our time, but I do think it is extremely beneficial, and I, I would say that Scripture agrees. And in this day and age, gosh, there's so many ways to spend our free time, isn't there? I mean, I can name them right now. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace. Does anybody use MySpace? I haven't used it since middle school. I don't know. But I think it still exists. Snapchat, I mean, let's be real. Those are probably one of the biggest ways we spend our free time. And we now have free time that no other humans on earth have ever really utilized, like toilet time is social media time. And pretty much any second where life is paused or even when it hasn't, we pick up our phones and we are on social media. And um, other ways we spend our time is binge watching on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, you know. Th I think this is, for us now in this day and age, that's probably the bulk of how most of us spend our free time. But I'm going to be arguing that that's not a very beneficial way to spend our free time. And here's why. Here's how I came to believe this. So, I grew up in a family... Hi, Mom. I know you're listening. I grew up in a family. We watched a lot of TV. It was a way that we really spent a lot of quality time together, and I have very fond memories of this. Snuggling with my mom, laughing and crying and talking over our shows that we loved. Um, however, it did begin to create in me as I grew older this... Um, I didn't know how else to spend my time, or I had some ideas, but I never seemed able. You know, I just was in to my show, I needed to watch the next episode of the next episode, and I couldn't wait for my next free time to watch the next episode. Um, and I did what we all probably do. I begin to put other things in my life on hold, you know, to watch that next episode. Because really, I should have done the dishes, or done the laundry, or gone and run an errand, or gone to sleep on time. Hello, I'm looking at you. And so... Um, We've all been there. We've all done that. And, you know, no judgment except the Lord's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Can that be a thing that we start to say? No judgment except the Lord's. Because that's hilarious. Anyway, so I would just binge watch. I'm not very self-controlled or self-disciplined by nature. That is something I'm really trying to grow in. But by nature, I just 
I binge, yeah, on anything. So I was just watching episode after episode of shows and um, same with social media on Pinterest, you know, and I share this and I feel like, oh, no one's going to be able to relate. But I, I know with my mind that's not true because the statistics are out there and crazy percentages of us are online and especially on social media. Um, so I would just be on those sites all the time. You know, you don't even actually realize how much you're on it. Um, but I, I ended up feeling like the Lord was calling me to fast from those things. And that's when I realized how quick my hand would go to reach for my phone. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't go on there right now. But it was happening so many times a day. I was like, oh my gosh, wow. I remember one night I had a dream. And to leave the people in the dream unnamed, I'll just create some new names. So let's say the girl was named Sally and the boy was named Joe. So Sally and Joe were married in my dream. And Sally was living on the beach and Joe was inland. And he was telling me how she wouldn't come in and be with him even though they were married. She wouldn't leave the beach. You guys might be able to hear that plane in the background. Um, say hello to all the traveling folks. Um, yep, it's still flying. Okay. It's a long plane. Okay. So, um, Sally refused to come inland, and so I went to go talk to her, talk some sense into her, and tell her that her husband, Joe, was waiting for her. And so I got to the beach, and Sally was standing there, and she had all these seashells in front of her. And she had, like, put them together into little human shapes, you know, like stick figures, and drawn little hilarious faces on them. Kind of like Wilson in, um, oh, what's that movie with, uh, Tom Hanks? Castaway? Yes. Like Wilson and Castaway, except not her handprint, but she had drawn little faces on those seashells. And as I was explaining to her, hey, Joe, your husband misses you, and he's inland, and he's waiting for you. He needs you to come and be with him. She was like, I can't. And I was like, why not, Sally? And she looked at her seashell family and she said, because of my family, I can't leave them. And I was looking at her like, you are literally insane, you know? Well, I woke up and I knew right away, I just woke up knowing God was speaking to me. And he was telling me through this dream um, about my TV shows. Because at that time in my life, I had felt convicted to give up some of my shows that I enjoyed watching that they weren't God-honoring and I shouldn't watch them anymore. And a few of them I had watched in my childhood and were, like, beloved to me. So I was wrestling with the Lord because I was like, but Lord, I love these TV shows. They carry so much memory for me and I am so emotionally connected to characters and I just, I love that show. It's just a show. And, uh, when, yeah, after that dream, I realized he was saying, you are Sally. The seashell family is your shows. It's not real. It's literally not real, <laughs> but you have this inability to let go of it and because of it you are distanced from me you know she had this flesh and blood husband inland who was waiting for her but she wouldn't be with him because she was too distracted by the seashell family well in a similar similar way we all have these flesh and blood lives and this flesh and blood lord who's waiting for us and we're using all of our free time to spend with these insignificant unreal things like social media like movies and yeah i am going to say that because I think there is a place to enjoy some social media time, to enjoy some movie time, but but we're all giving huge, vast chunks of our lives to them. That's the truth. And the truth is God has a much better way for us to spend our time. And just one, one beneficial way of doing that is to spend that time learning. So 
In the Bible, wisdom is often talked about. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding, it's highly talked about, especially in the Proverbs. So we're going to be spending a lot of our time out of the scriptures there today. So the word for wisdom in Hebrew is chokhmah. I'm probably not saying that very, like, well, if you can speak Hebrew, but just go with it. Chokhmah. So that means wisdom. It means intellectual wisdom, but it also means, um, can be used for, like, the skill of an artisan. And it isn't this impersonal force kind of like floating out there and we're just trying to glean wisdom, but it's actually an attribute of God himself. And wisdom for a human means healthy respect for God's definition of good and evil. And so um, true wisdom means learning those things, learning what God defines as good and evil, no longer trying to define it for ourselves like Adam and Eve did in the garden, but, but submitting ourselves to God's definition and agreeing with him that yes, you say this is good, so I say this is good. You say this is evil, so I say this is evil. And that is true wisdom. That, the Bible argues, is the beginning of wisdom. It's the fear of the Lord. It is acknowledging Him as God and submitting our lives to Him as Lord. And so that is where we must begin. There will be no gleaning of beneficial knowledge. Um, it won't be beneficial because the Bible says knowledge puffs up. And so without beginning at the base, you know, of the fear of the Lord, if that's not our foundation that we're starting from, everything else isn't tempered by and held with humility and wisdom, all the knowledge we gain and the things we learn. Instead, it just puffs us up and is actually a detriment to us. So I'm arguing that the beginning of seeking out wisdom and intellect and knowledge and understanding and learning is having that foundation of the fear of the Lord, of submitting ourselves to Him and what He defines to be good and evil. So I want to read to you guys from Proverbs 1, 1 through 7. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction and wise dealing in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And so that, that's the very beginning of Proverbs. Now context and background, most of you probably know that Proverbs is written by Solomon, who was King David's son and heir to the throne. And when he became the king of Israel, God came to him and asked him basically, what do you want? And Solomon could have asked for anything, but he asked for wisdom to rule God's people. And this pleased God. It pleased God that Solomon didn't ask for riches and didn't ask for, I don't know, you know, well, he was pretty wealthy. He's a king, but he could have asked for all the wealth in the world. He could have asked for, I think God says, long life and these other things. But he wanted insight and understanding to rule the people of God well. And that God blessed that. That pleased the Lord. And so he made Solomon the wisest man the world has ever seen, save for Jesus. But um, And Solomon, who wrote this book, so we have the wisest person who has ever walked the face of the earth besides the Lord. He sits down to write a book, and he starts with this. He starts with talking about, you know, the seeking of wisdom and instruction and understanding and giving prudence to the simple and let the wise hear and increase in learning and um, and so I think that's pretty amazing. You know, he, he's saying there's value to wisdom. There's value to understanding. 
at one point in the Proverbs, he says that um, a wise woman builds her house, but folly with her own hands tears it down. And interestingly enough, another proverb talks about a house is built with wisdom and its rooms are added to with knowledge and understanding. And it, I'm paraphrasing here, but um, interestingly enough, it doesn't say a house is built by kindness, which is important, but it doesn't say it's built by, you know, hard work. It says it's built by knowledge, wisdom, understanding. That's what makes it, that's what builds it, and that's what makes it beautiful, fills its rooms. And so, um, so obviously here we, we can see that wisdom, knowledge, understanding is important. And I will say that ultimately the most important knowledge that we can gain and understanding we can seek to have is of God himself. And so if we aren't spending time in the scriptures seeking out the knowledge of God, all other knowledge is going to be secondary. But that doesn't make it wasteful or useless at all. In fact, I think we often tend to separate life into spiritual and non-spiritual segments. And I don't think that's actually accurate or biblical. All of life is infused with the spiritual. I mean, we aren't separate pieces. Our body and our spirit and our emotions and our mind, it's all interconnected. And I, I believe that the physical world and the spiritual world are very much the same. It's all very connected. And so as we seek the knowledge and learning of the world around us and of different things, while having that basis of the fear of the Lord as the beginning of our wisdom, we aren't seeking wisdom and knowledge apart from Him. It flows from Him. I'm going to talk about this more in the end, but I feel like it's important to say here, Johann Kepler, one of the most amazing scientists this world has seen, he believed that what he was doing was merely thinking God's thoughts after him. So seeking out knowledge and learning about all these things, like you have to realize that we're, we're sitting in the middle of God's thoughts made manifest. You know, everything we own and touch and breathe, it's all his thoughts made into physical flesh things. And so we're seeking out the understanding of God's thoughts after him. I think that's so beautiful. And so, um, another Proverbs that I, that, proverb that I love um, in this topic is Proverbs 18.15. I, I read this the other day and I was blown away. An intelligent heart acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. So if you are wise, you will seek knowledge. And if you have an intelligent heart, which I want that, I mean, that sounds good, like, sign me up, then you will acquire knowledge. There's something about knowledge that the wise go after it. They see it as valuable. And it's a much better way to spend our time than vegging. I'll say it again and again and again. Um, and so back to my little, my story, my narrative of how I came to feel this way about these things. I was wasting lots and lots of time on social media and on TV. And it took me years to release fully the things I was watching that I didn't want to give up and that addiction really to screens and entertainment and it's something I still battle with. Not as much with TV, we've really made strong boundaries as a family there which has been very helpful to me but more so with social media I'm constantly having to check myself and make boundaries. I mean I'm starting to actually take my phone and put it in a cabinet with the ringer up all the way so that I physically don't have it near me because if I do, I reach for it. I reach for it when I sit down to nurse the baby. I carry it with me into the bathroom and set it there. Why? Why do we do that? And I'm not the only one. I see lots of people do that. Not that I watch them go to the bathroom, but like I'm married to a human. So I see it happen with other people besides me. Um, and so 
I think that we need to disengage from the internet and unconnect so we can reconnect with our real life, with the thoughts of God that are existing all around us. I don't know about you, but that just makes me so excited. And so Philippians 4.8, which is what this podcast was created after, says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, my favorite one, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, here we go, think about these things. Think about them. Think about them. When you go into social media, your brain kind of goes into this like zombie shut-off stage. You, you aren't intentionally thinking about really many things, especially if we're just like scrolling on Instagram, right? I mean, I read a post, read half of a post because it's too long, keep going. I have a miniature thought about it, but I flick to another photo before I've even finished that thought. Maybe I even read something that really profoundly touched me, but I keep scrolling and it's forgotten in a tumble of new images. And so that's not really focused thinking, is it? It's not. So the Bible makes it clear that words are very powerful. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. James has a whole section about the tongue and like who can bridle it. It's a very powerful thing. And obviously he, they're not talking about the literal muscle in our mouth, though it is a strong muscle. <laughs> but they're talking about the words that it produces. Those have the power of life and death because we're made in the image of our Father whose words create life. Um... So what are our thoughts except our words to ourself? So I'll say that again. What are our thoughts except our words to ourself? That is what our thoughts are. Well, Dr. Caroline Leaf, a world-renowned neuroscientist, has this to say in her popular book, Switch on Your Brain. If you realize how powerful your thoughts are, you would never think another negative thought. And then she says later in her book, Thoughts are real, physical things that occupy mental real estate. Moment by moment, every day, you are changing the structure of your brain through your thinking. I've listened to her teach a lot. She's all over YouTube. She's got great books, so you could Google her. Her name, again, is Dr. Caroline Leaf. Um, she talks about the effects of our thinking and what thoughts actually are in the brain, and it's amazing. It's, it's mind-blowing, but the Bible believes I mean, the Bible agrees. <laughs> Bible agrees with her. In Proverbs 23, 7, it says, For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. We are our thoughts. If we think we are what we eat, and I would argue that that statement is true, even more so, we are what we think. She has amazing, or scary, I should say, statistics on how much illness is connected to our thought life, and it's something like 92% or something crazy out there. Um... So that's the power of our thoughts, guys. It has power to create illness in our body, or it has the power to be renewed for Christ and change us into the image of God. I mean, that's the power of our thoughts. That's crazy. And so we need to spend a lot of time intentionally cultivating our thoughts. The Bible says to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. That means to conform it to the truths of Scripture, which from Philippians 4.8 there's a lot of great things we can make our thoughts captives to. There's a lot of great things to think out there. Think about all the scientists that have existed and brought us to where we are today. The engineers, the learned theologians that have you know propelled the church forward. Those people were thinking thoughts so amazing that we are still ruminating on them and being changed by them today. So I'm arguing let's take our thoughts captives by 
maybe putting down the phone for a while and picking up a book. Let's spend that time learning something intentionally. And did you know that Googling things, you don't actually learn them very well. There's a lot of statistics out there that prove that we don't actually retain the information that we read on Google. If you want to know a fact and you click in, hey, Google, when was grass seed first planted? I don't know why I thought of that question. Um, and Google will give you the answer, but you don't actually retain that knowledge in the same way that you do from seeking out that knowledge elsewhere, like a book or a class or, you know, what, what have you. So what if we put down our phones? And what if we pick up a book from that theologian we've always wanted to read? Um, what if we pick up a book on early scientists? What if we pick, on a book on the early, pick up a book on the early um, history of America and the way that God was so intentional and woven through all of that on the history of the world or you know read a magazine about creation science what if we go learn a skill you know that's going to be beneficial to somebody somewhere pick up that piano book and start practicing and please know I'm speaking to myself here too I'm really trying to be intentional to, to even in those five minutes if I have some time to nurse maybe just let my brain wander and think on things or maybe pick up that book I've been reading instead and when I do that I'm always surprised at the results I think that going on my phone will be very restful because I'm too tired to do anything else but in fact it's draining it's not how my brain was made to function you know it's not really how my heart was made to function and interact with other human beings and so I come away not feeling rested I feel a bit whoop, there goes my phone Speaking of the phone, <laughs> there, I come away needing more rest. Whereas if I read a good book or I learn something, I come away with my soul having been enriched, guys. And there's power in that. We just saw that in the scriptures that the wise really do seek after knowledge, that there's benefit for us there. I talked a little bit about this in the last podcast, but I don't want the next 30 years of my life to just be me very slowly moving a little bit forward in some morality in my life. I want to be a drastically different person. I want to learn things. I want to grow. I want to use this life like I wish I could go back and use the first 30 years. I want to use it well. And the thing is, it's that very cliche saying that's very true, that you climb a mountain one step at a time. So I won't, you know, be incredibly learned by tomorrow. I won't. It's going to take a lot of time of amassing information and, and true knowledge and wisdom as I search the scriptures and hold everything I read against it. Um, but over time, I'm going to have a wealth of information inside me. And it's not just facts, baseless facts. A wealth of true knowledge, true understanding, true wisdom with which I can bless others. And I think that's another argument for why. Why is there value in spending our free time intentionally learning? Because it blesses others. The Bible has so much to say about our words. We said that, about the power of life in our words. You know, one of my favorite scriptures I'm meditating on right now to keep from yelling at my children is, a gentle tongue is a tree of life. Another one somewhere else in the word says, the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So I've been really um, trying to focus on those scriptures, but I need to have life in me to, to give life out. I need to have the scriptures dwelling deeply in my heart for sure, but I believe also other thoughts of God, you know, just understanding this world we've been given, how to be a good steward of it because I understand how it functions, how to be a good steward of the temple of my body because I've learned 
what God has created my body to need health-wise or exercise-wise or sleep-wise, you know. I mean, there's just so much out there. And so today, friend, put down your phone, pick up a book, pick up a paintbrush, or just sit and think. Use the faculty of your mind to think about something beneficial, not to just think about, you know, I don't know, something crazy, you know, out there. But but spend time thinking about maybe a question in the Bible you have. Just think about it. Try to reason yourself through it. Start to practice this, and I think we'll all find our lives are so enriched, and we all end up going somewhere. I think this is a part of a life in forward motion. If we want to get somewhere, we have to put our foot down to the road every day. We have to put our phone down, and then we have to put our feet down on the road and walk somewhere. And I don't want to just be found 30 years from now vegging on my couch still on social media. I want to be found on the types, on the tops of mountains of thought. I want to be found a woman who's so full that she can't help but change the world around her because life is spilling out of her all the time because she spent her time well. The Bible talks about how, um, how the times... Look, here it is. It's Ephesians 5.15 Look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Making the best use of the time. And so I would argue that learning is one of the best uses of our time, of our free time. Learning scriptures and learning God's thoughts after him. I think that is one of the best ways we can use our time. So when we begin from the foundation of the fear of the Lord of knowing, believing, and submitting ourselves to God, then we can freely pursue the beautiful gift of learning and knowledge and wisdom. We may explore and uncover God's thoughts after him. I hope you've enjoyed this today, guys. I really enjoyed talking about this topic with you. If you have any questions or thoughts about this or want to discuss it further, please feel free to message me on Instagram. Most of you listening probably know me, so... Just find me on there and send me a message, and I'd love to talk to you about this more, share what, the things that I'm learning, I'm trying to be intentional to learn about now, and uh, yeah, I just pray that your day would be blessed. You've been listening to Whatever is Lovely, a podcast with Yasmin Nelson. If you've enjoyed listening to this, please feel free to share it with a friend. And remember, today, live life on purpose. Until next time, bye-bye. Thank you.